Hello, wherever you are in the world today, welcome to Beyond the Art in our series, The Stories That Carry Us. I'm your host, Craig Beaumont Flynn, a citizen of the Cherokee Nation and the Delaware Tribe of Indians. In each episode, we will discuss with various Native American artists, influencers, art leaders, and everyone in between their experiences, the communities they serve, and the translation and interpretation of the Native American art world today. Today, we're honored to have Heather Johnston on our show. Uh, Heather, welcome to the show. So you are a ledger artist in Aleut, uh, yes. if I got that correctly, and we're <laughs> excited to have you on our show. So please tell us a little about your unique story. Oh, okay, I will. Um, yes, I'm Aleut and Alutic uh, from Kodiak in Sandpoint, Alaska. Um, I've been doing art all my life. Um, I really, really got into painting first. And I did a lot of, I guess you would say, contemporary tribal paintings, little combination of the styles there. And then I got into the ledger art, which I absolutely love. And I took my own take on it, and I decided to put them on maps. Because a lot of the times they're on, you know, antique ledgers or banknotes and things of that nature. But I was like, no, let's go with antique maps. So definitely, so, definitely brings a little extra, I think, to the table. What inspired you to do it that way and to create your art on antique maps? Well, actually, there's a gallery in Sisters, Oregon. They did a collaboration with a bunch of artists with um, maps. And I was one of those artists. And I just took it and I ran with it. <laughs> and they're actually doing another another show right now. I believe it starts on the 12th of this month with another collection of maps. And I have some oh, in fantastic. there as well. <laughs> so how how are you inspired? Is it through your tribal, tribal uh, culture and heritage? Or do you take elements from various other tribes? Or just you're inspired by what you dream? What actually is your motivation and inspiration to create your art? I would say it's a little bit of everything, really. Um, like if I have a miniature map in front of me, I'll look at the map and look at the colors and look at the lines. And then usually something pops right into my head. and I'm like, I know what I'm putting on there. <laughs> and then sometimes with the, because I'll do a lot on antique sheet music also. And oh, a lot wow. of those have titles. And so I'll see that title and I'll know right away what's going on that piece. And then other times, mm, try until, until you win, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> right, right. Do you, is your process that you start drawing it out or you just look at that map and then you just go to town? Um, a lot of the times I just look at the map and I just go to town on the map. And <laughs> one of my fatal flaws, I guess I would say, is I draw with pen. So... I can't make a mistake. <laughs> right. <laughs> no such thing. Yeah. Uh, for correction or just, yeah, it's there. Much easier it's there. with the Once, paintings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. What's your perspective of being a Native American artist? Um, I absolutely love it because I feel like I can share stories and share culture with a wide variety of people, you know, and it's not just going to appeal to, one person or the other, everybody might get inspired, you know, and I really, really love because I'm, I'm a mother and I have seven children. 
And oh, wow. a lot of my children are inspired every day. And it just makes my heart happy because I have a good half of my children say, Mom, I want to be an artist like you. And that, that just makes me so happy. I bet. That warms your heart. <laughs> it does. <laughs> how, would you, how would you describe yourself as an artist? Um, um, I actually haven't thought about that. I would, I would describe myself as very um, open-minded and willing to try new things. Good, good. So do you take risk and challenge yourself? Oh, I definitely do. Because I've done, I actually made this piece. I don't know if you can see it here. Oh, I can. Yeah, beautiful. This is an ivory like piece. It. So it is ivory and yellow diamonds. Wow. So I carved that and then I inlaid all the diamonds in that. And that's... Up my alley too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is an important factor of being a Native American artist? I would say the biggest factor, the most important would be staying true to yourself. You have to stay true to yourself and your beliefs and just what you want to accomplish. And if you do that, then you'll go far. You go, yeah. Are, are you inspired also? Do you take a lot of the cultural elements from your tribal nation and incorporate it into your art or you try to translate it and reinterpret it into something more contemporary? Um, I guess it would be a bit of both. I really try. Um, unfortunately the world war two had a lot, a lot to do with, uh, losing a lot of the past for the Aleuts. Um, so really we have to find elders and see what we can find traditional, you know, traditional wise. Um, mm -hmm a lot of the stories and just a lot of the traditional items and traditional artwork. I mean, it's, it's really hard to find in Aleut culture. Um, but I take what knowledge I have of that and then mix it with my own flair, which is a little more contemporary. So did you grow up uh, being surrounded by your culture and heritage? Was that an important I, factor as a youth? It really is because growing up in Alaska, it's, it's, I think there's over 200 tribes in Alaska which a lot of people don't know that there's tons in Alaska. Um, so really it's a big giant melting pot of everyone. And mm -hmm. you learn a little bit of everything from everyone in our, our powwows. Everyone goes, everyone. So when you look at your pieces, is there something that you're trying to, besides being a native American and be inspired by that? Is there something that you, as part of you that you're trying to relay a story or a message? Um, I do, because I, I really feel inspired a lot by antiques in the past. It really just touches something, something inside of me, and it inspires me so deeply that every time I get an antique piece or anything like that, I feel like I'm already a part of the past, and I try to share that with, I guess you could say, the present. So, Right. Yeah. So your your kids aren't being inspired by you. Do you see them going in the same direction as you? Do you mentor them? I, do. Others? I yeah. do. I do. And actually, three of my children, three of my daughters have been really wanting to go to art shows. So we're going to get them started here soon. Fantastic. Are they, yeah. are they actually practicing their artistry? Oh, they do. They really yeah. do. And then I actually have one of my daughters that wants to take after my father and do the baling baskets. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so did your father inspire you to get into the arts? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. He he's just amazing. He 
He can do so many different things. And with his art, I, I watch at the shows and just anywhere we go, how much he inspires people and how, how, how happy and amazed people are by his artwork. And he, every time, and he's been doing this for, I don't know, 30 years at least. And for him to still feel that proud and that happy, making someone else smile, right. that, that inspires me. So is he a full-time artist? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So do you go uh, on the market circuit with him in two shows? We do. Fantastic. Yeah. So are you exhibiting anywhere currently? Um, the next show is going to be uh, Swaya. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. The epitome of all artists that are <laughs> trying. Yep. Yes. So I'll be at Swaya in the plaza. Um do that one in august i just did the herd i actually got uh first place for the second year in a row at the herd well congrats that's pretty amazing and last year i got second at swaya so we'll see what happens this year so tell us a little bit about some of your poignant pieces that you've done that you're really proud of I would say one of the ones that I'm extremely proud of would be my blanket toss piece on an antique 1827 map. That piece just, it's amazing. It was, I don't remember how many people I put on there, but their whole blanket toss scene, the blankets sewn together, you can tell that it's hides. Man up in the air, obviously from the blanket toss, and then there's little families yeah. in the background watching. It's just one big giant celebration. What are you surprised about some of the responses you've gotten on some of your pieces? Oh, I can tell you some pieces. I'm like, man, why did I do that? I, I really do. I'm like, <laughs> what was I I'm like, why? And then you have people coming. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes things just work out how they're supposed to work out. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Has there been any pieces where you weren't surprised by the responses that you thought it was going to get? Um, yes, I actually did the one last year for Swaya, mm -hmm. which had, it was for their 100th, for the Centennial, um, and had 100 people and animals on there. It, it was very time-consuming and intricate, and those people were so tiny, so tiny. I'm glad <laughs> I don't need readers yet, but that piece really spoke to me, and it spoke to so many people, and as soon as the, as soon as the show opened on Saturday morning, it was gone. It was gone right away. Hmm. Yeah. What are you working on now? Do you do uh, commissions? I do. I've been really busy with commissions. I actually just did a collaboration with PCC Community Markets and did tote bags for them. And right now I'm working on um, an installation for PCC Markets for one of their stores. So I'm going to be having a bunch of artwork in there. And then I just got done with a show for Stonington Gallery in Seattle. Oh, Fantastic. I've been fairly busy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a working artist full-time and a full-time mom with seven kids. <laughs> yes. And a couple of them are even home and you can't even tell. <laughs> no, it's quiet. <laughs> it is. Um, so what motivates you each day to get to work and start creating? really just life and my kids and my family was just I don't know I feel like it's just built in it's a built-in part of me that just mm -hmm. says come on let's go and I do 
you don't have uh, those, what you call it, writer's block, but artistic blocks? Oh, that definitely happens. That yeah. happens. That <laughs> happened yesterday. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my canvas ready to go. And I'm like, nope, not today. Nope. Do you do multiples at once or do you just strictly focus on I one piece at a time? I do multiples at once. I'll do maps and paintings at the same time, multiple paintings. Um, just uh, Saturday, I was working on four paintings at once. So it definitely happens, especially if you're doing a collection. It's nice to make sure everything is cohesive and flows together smoothly. You know, I, I don't want to end up with this color totally contradicting that color or, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so do you take challenges or risks, do you think, in some of your pieces? Oh, I definitely do with the maps and not using a pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you no, can erase I do. the pencil. <laughs> I do, and I actually have a piece... Um, that I'm going to be doing here soon that will actually tell a little bit more uh, of the World War II situation with the Aleuts, and that's going to be maybe a little controversial, but it, I think that story needs to be told. Mm -hmm. I think all stories, good and bad, should be represented in our art because I think I it think educates so. a wider audience. What are the, some of the stories that have been significant that you've tried to relay? Um, well, a lot of them are just the traditional ways of life in alaska i mean it's so important like subsistence fishing and hunting and all of those things because they're becoming less and less every day and a lot of the villages up north i mean mind you i'm from the panhandle but I have lots of family and lots of friends that are from up north they rely on that that's a year-round thing like whaling they go whaling mm -hmm. The whale doesn't just feed their family. I mean, it feeds multiple villages. And right. for them to lose those things would be detrimental. And we do um, a lot of fishing. And that, I mean, the fish in Alaska is amazing. I'll just say that. But <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of traditional things they use, like the halibut hooks or the seal floats. I mean, all of those things, I mean, I don't see how we could make it better because those things were built to work. Mm -hmm. And I want to show all that. So that's part of your, your, I guess, your, your story that you relay in some of your pieces? I do. I do that a lot. And just like the handmade um, kayaks, they're called badarkas. Um, the Alliots started those. And those are really, I mean, they use no nails, no nothing. It's all just intricate locking in. There you go. That's just amazing. And they take mm -hmm. those out in the middle of the ocean. And <laughs> I don't want to, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd be a little, a little scared, I guess you could say. Yes. <laughs> are there any, <laughs> are there any uh, artistic influencers for you? Um, really, I would say it would be a lot. Very, very many because there are so many different styles and so many different mediums. And as an artist, and I know a lot of people feel the same way, it's it's really hard to stick to one medium. Mm -hmm. It is really hard because you get inspired in so many ways because I've been inspired by my father. And that's why I started doing the carvings. I'll do the basket eventually, but I mean, I've done jewelry, beadwork, um, I do masks, um, and really, I just try to take as much knowledge from everyone that I can because everything is inspiring. Like totem poles, oh man, that's that's in my in my bucket list right there. That yeah. is, 
That would be amazing. <laughs> so besides the totem pole, what, what other type of mediums do you want to try out and try your hand out? Um, I guess I would probably like to do a lot more in clay and probably do, I would say, a lot more in sculptures. Because really all I've done is masks, but sculptures, they, they really speak to me too. They really do. And what what sort of materials? Wood or? Wood, bronze, anything really. <laughs> try it. Don't succeed. Try, yeah. Fine. Move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't know until you try. Exactly. Is there a, a part of the day that you feel more creative? Is it like first dawn or is it dusk or is it throughout the day? I would Just say probably the middle of the day and evening. Mm-hmm. That seems seems to be, you know, running side with uh, my kids calming down a little bit for the day. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the age uh, variance of your kids? Um, 17 to two years old. Oh, wow. You have a yep. whole, you have your own tribe. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all about two years apart. I have six girls and one boy. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> he's right in the middle, too. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's well protected. <laughs> he, he is well protected. <laughs> do you think, there, what's your view on, is there an important factor of being a Native American artist? Um, I guess just really, really digging deep in traditional aspects and cultural aspects. I mean, I don't want to lose any of the history or any of the traditions. I mean, that's just beyond important to me. It really is. And to be able to share those things with my children or my family or my friends is really, really makes me happy. And if I were to lose that or not be able to gain that knowledge it it would hurt yeah especially at the speed that we lose our elders and if it's not taught or brought forward we mm-hmm. lose it forever it really what is, is some... and my go ahead i'm sorry oh and my grandmother she was a artist too she did beadwork um and i i would always ask her things and there's there really isn't enough time because I feel like I didn't get to ask her everything, but that's just that's just the way life is. Yeah, unfortunately. Do you have you tried your hand at beadwork? I have. It's yeah. fun. It is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you tried tried it and then thought, uh, next. <laughs> yes, I can, but I'm not great. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the story of your people? Um. It's really because we're down on the Aleutian chain. We're seafaring people. And, and they say that, um, I guess, historically or traditionally, we knew, my ancestors obviously, knew to build on a certain side of the chain, the Aleutian chain, because of tsunamis and storms and all of that so that's how they've been able to survive this whole time without any problems and i'm like how do you know that how 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 would you know that thousands of years ago how would you know mm-hmm. like that's that's just amazes me stuff like that amazes me yeah they were a lot smarter than we are today sometimes you yeah think i'm about like it. uh run <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, you think of medicines and uh, 
other aspects in, you know, how to hunt and where to hunt and seasonal things and, yeah. and safety. It's just, it was instincts, but it's also stuff they just knew they were one with nature and one with mother earth. You know, I think yeah. we've, we've lost that connection. Yeah. And that's so true because when I was younger, my, I remember my grandmother would have me go picking rose hips and I'm thinking, well, why does she want the rose hips? But now it's because she wanted rose hip tea and she'd sit there and make her teas. And then people would make fireweed jelly and all of these things. And I'm like, it all makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Natural cures. That's what they're doing. But I was young. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. What, are, what are these people doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just, let's, do, like, let's go to the store. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's a flower. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So is that a continuous uh, development in culturally brought forward now, the importance factor of your tribe really, to try to teach it, the youth? It really is. And there's, um, I forget his name, but there is a gentleman in Alaska that's making sure to bring back dancing for the Alliots because a lot of that was taken away during the war. So he's working a lot with the youth, making sure that gets brought back with old, they were watching old videos and, you know, bringing back everything that they could possibly find, which is really inspiring that someone would take the time to do that and make that happen, especially for the mm -hmm. community, because that that's historical. Absolutely. Uh, you want it's an important factor of who you are and and who you are as a people to continue that the educational aspect and not lose it. So it are really the arts so is the arts and cultures uh, a prevalent aspect where you're it at? Is. Yeah. It is. It really is. Well that's good. So is it being taught and uh, how about the language? Because I know a lot of tribes right yep. now are in development of continuing educational components to bring back their language. And that's, that's what they're working on right now, um, which a lot of the elders are doing an excellent job because there's actually a couple apps right now um, available to help learn both dialects because there's the Eastern and the Western dialect. So those are getting brought back, which is amazing. Fantastic. So what are some of the significant and unique arts that are part of the Aleut tribe? It would definitely have to be the number one and the biggest would be the Badarka, would be the kayak. That is yeah. just amazing. I don't know I don't know who came up with it, but I know it was Aleut <laughs> and I don't know how long ago, but that to build something that can withstand the ocean just a little kayak and you're going out there and they actually like, if you flip over, I mean, it comes back over like you, you're really? protected and it's so lightweight that you can carry it by yourself. So the buoyancy of it is, is just keeps it afloat. It, yeah. It's amazing. So is it made out of one piece of log? Or no, it's multiple, multiple pieces of wood pretty much doing like a form. And then they wrap around it. And I mean, before they would use like um, seal skin or stuff like that, you know, mm -hmm. and it just surprises me. How, how, how did they come up with that? How did they know that would work? Was it, was it a try and if we succeed, we succeed or, you know? Right. They took a risk and they went with it. it. <laughs> they did and they won. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about your ledger art. Um, your your method of creating your your artistic endeavor well really i i like to get a bunch of maps 
and I'll just take, and I, I really, really like to stick with the antique maps. I really mm -hmm. like to stick with the antique maps because I feel they speak to me a lot more and they'll probably speak to other people a lot more as well. It's just a little bit more history. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll take, I don't know, one of the 1827 maps and they're a little bit larger. Um, and I will look at it and they're so different, so different. And I'll look at it and I'll be like, Wow, and I've actually had a couple maps make me cry, and because really? I knew what was going to go on, it I just knew, and I did a seal hunting scene on one with the hunters in the Badarka with their with their um, seafaring garb and their hunting hats with the sea lion whiskers, you know, all painted mm -hmm. and adorned, and it's just. I don't know. I just, it makes me emotional. It really does. I get so not overwhelmed, but I would say inspired. I would say inspired by each piece that I do because each one that I do, like the seal hunting one, it just makes me, what can I do next? What can mm -hmm. I put on the next map? And I want to, I want to reach farther and do more. That's what I want to do. So some of the, some of the stories that you relay onto the maps, are they connected to the map itself? Or are you trying to overlay another story well, from what you see on the background? Um, well, I tend to stick with all Alaska maps. So, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but some of them will be of the Aleutian chain. Some of them will be Kodiak. Some of them will be the North Pole. So I try to match the map to, I guess you would say, the scene that I'm putting on. Mm-hmm. So it really works well as a whole. That makes sense. That makes sense. So you can see almost a double layer of a story and then bringing it together yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those interpreting it, you know, as, as you see the art piece. Do yeah, you collaborate? Oh, go ahead. Um, and that's one thing that I really try to do is with the artwork on the map, I try not to take up too much of the map. So the map is still pre prevalent in the, in the piece because I want to be able to see the map as well as artwork. That makes sense. Do you think, have you seen the urban flow of yeah. Native American art being, is it as effective as uh, up north it is here in the, the lower 48, I guess you could say? Oh, <laughs> it is. I mean, especially for Alaska not to be as populated as everywhere else, obviously, um, mm. it is a part of everyday life. It really is. Everywhere you Do go. You, really? Yep. Do you have um, art markets up there? Yes. Annual art market, yeah? Yes. In more of the urban environments, or do you have rural ones as well? They are honestly everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I need <laughs> to come to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> they are everywhere. The biggest ones are in Fairbanks. And then there's some in Juneau. And there's art walks everywhere. I mean, there's galleries everywhere. It is definitely an artist community. Have you seen the um, the growth of Native American artists in Alaska in the last couple of years grow? Or oh, yeah. is it pretty, pretty much steady for you guys? I would say a little bit more because more youth are learning, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, yeah, but I, I would say it is. It's growing gradually because it's it's just prevalent there. It's it's mm -hmm. it's important. 
is there one medium more than the other that's, I guess, taken root? Um, I would have to say no, because there, yeah. there is, there's paintings, carvings. I mean, people doing totem poles, masks, um, baskets, and there's all different kinds of baskets, the grass baskets, the baleen baskets. I mean, there are just so many things, people doing drums. I mean, it just goes on and on. Is there anything in particular you'd like to talk about? To promote yourself, about your art, your craft? <laughs> I'll tell you, that's one thing I'm not good at is promoting myself. I am very, I'm pretty introverted. And that surprises oh. a lot of people because they're like, really? You seem so outgoing. I says, no, I fake it. I fake <laughs> it. <laughs> so do you think that part, is that related to some of your art of things that you want to say and that just being a more introverted person, you're trying to say that without having to speak, I guess? I, th I think I try to do that with a lot of my paintings, um, make them more bold and out there and, you know, try to share a little bit more me, I guess, in there. Um, but I get, I do get overwhelmed a little bit, especially at shows or like this, for instance, this is out of my comfort zone, but I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. Well, no, I think it's a great way for to promote yourself, but you know, when you look at artwork, people usually don't have that connection or ability to talk to the artist, to understand their story and what drives them and what motivates them and why you are an artist. I mean, yeah. what you know, what makes you an artist and what makes you continue that path? You know, um, we all know artists are not highly paid. You have to push <laughs> yourself. <laughs> you do. You have to create and you have to crank it out and get out there. So, you know, I think it's an interesting way for people on the other side to actually get to understand the artist and why they do and their stories, you know, I think it's an yeah. important factor, especially a Native American artist, because we have so many stories collectively and separately. Um, that is true. Do you think there's a continued story or a, a common thread between Native American artists? I definitely think there's there's a lot of common uh, ground there. I really do because I I hear stories from like New Mexico and I'll hear stories from like here in Oregon and I'll hear stories from Alaska and I'll pretty pretty much wherever Washington mm -hmm. and I'm like wow it, we're just all so much alike but so different at the same time. It is it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So. Given again, you're you have seven kids. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How do you teach your kids about your cultural heritage and the important factor it plays in their lives as they get older? Um, I teach them what I know, and my parents do an excellent job of doing that as well. Um, but there are a lot of thank goodness for technology, a lot of videos on YouTube um that are specifically for our tribe and mm -hmm. they sit there and watch them that's good and they take it all in and they're they're gonna know more than me pretty soon <laughs> <laughs> they all outsmart mom <laughs> yep and i'll be proud <laughs> there you go that that's an important factor right there <laughs> so besides wanting to create po uh, totem poles <laughs> what, else wanna, what else you want to do I will eventually make a baling basket. That is one of my dreams as well. I want, I really want to do that. I really do. Cause just, 
that's one that it's like a thorn, a thorn getting me. It has been for years. And I'm like, well, why haven't I done that? I can do that. I need to do that. I will. <laughs> it's getting is me. It just, is it just the, the amount of time it takes to do that? It does take a lot of time. And a lot of that time is prepping materials. And I've watched my dad do that for so many years. He splits threads and he shaves threads and he pulls threads. And it's just, it is so much work. And I'm like, right. that's why they're priced where they're priced. Impatience. Yes. <laughs> Did you, are you going to let your dad teach you? Yes. Yeah. Does he have, have patience? <laughs> yes, he does. He does. <laughs> He's actually so, one out of nine wow. children. So we we definitely have a large family. I'm one out of five. So. And you mentioned that your grandmother was a, a artist as well. She did beads. Yep, she did beadwork. Yep. And did you learn anything from her? I did how to make earrings. I didn't make these, but the same kind of style. Uh huh. So, yeah. Is that she, on your list? She was amazing. Yeah, that beadwork. Mm, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> it does. It does take. A, I think a mindset to do beadwork because you have to be focused. Yes. You know, yeah. I think uh, people that create with their hands and paint are on a journey so to speak, where yes. beadwork is a little bit more meticulous, I guess I would yes. use that word. Another so, artistic passion of mine would have to be being in the kitchen. That, all right. that I love to cook. Love. Yeah. Do you, and I know my kids uh, love that. <laughs> do you cook any uh, tribal relative uh, dishes? Um, no, I would say not really. The, I guess the most Traditional thing I cook would have to be fried bread. Yep. Gotta love fried bread. Other than that, I'm <laughs> I'm cooking whatever I whatever speaks to me that day. My kids my kids pester me all the time for eggs benedict, so we have that quite often. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. A lot of home cooking in this house. <laughs> that's good. The kitchen is where the heart is in the home, that's for sure. It's it really is. <laughs> So you do the art circuit at various markets. Are you represented anywhere? Um, I am in quite a few galleries. I actually just did a three-month exhibition with the Sioux Museum. I did that. Mm -hmm. I'm in the Kodiak Museum in Alaska. Uh, Stonington Gallery, Sisters Gallery. And that's in the Raven Makes Gallery in Sisters, Oregon. Um, ooh. The Pottery of the Northwest Gallery in Santa Fe. I'm probably forgetting a bunch. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We can update yeah. as we go along. Yeah. And you said you do commissions, correct? So are there any pieces that are public pieces that people can see? Um, in public places, I'm getting ready. They can um, here next month, the first week of... Next month is when I'm doing the installation for the PCC community markets. So that will be ready to see first week of next month. Fantastic. And mm -hmm. what's the story behind that piece? Um, it's going to be multiple pieces, actually very large installation. It's going to be one wall, I think, is about 16 and a half feet. And then the other wow. wall is about, if I remember correctly, about nine feet. 
Um, so there's going to be multiple pieces there. Wow. Yeah. And is there a particular common thread story that's related to this piece? Um, it's going to be all a little bit, um, I would say, contemporary with the abstract flair paintings. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are going to represent like the four elements, pretty much the, you know, mostly earth and water, but a little bit of everything else too. And you can see a lot of mountains in them, a lot of water in them. I mean, it's, it's turning out pretty great. Oh, that's good. How long yeah. have you been working on the piece? Um, a couple months now. Yeah. It's been in the works. Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, congratulations on that. That's always a significant achievement. That's yes. a sizable piece of art to be under your belt. Yes. Um, any thoughts on what you would tell someone in their, their youth having a, 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 I guess, a thought process or a stalemate of wanting to become an artist because they're, they're not supported, I guess? I would say the biggest thing would be it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It only matters what you think because when, when you love your art and you're happy with your art, everything else will come. That comes from a mom of seven kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's true, though, too, because I've been doing art. Yeah, I've been doing art all my life. I mean, ever since I could remember. I, I remember kindergarten doing artwork. And just one day, it started snowballing. And they're like, okay, I have to send my artwork here, here, here. And my dad actually made a joke the other day and told me I'm in an avalanche. That's how busy wow. I am. Mm -hmm. And wow. um, actually working um, on a collaboration on a children's book right now. I'll be illustrating that. So hopefully that will, hopefully I will speed up and get that done quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's um, a difference between a vision and creative process in applying your your art? I would say yes and no. There, really, because you can get a vision and be like, okay, well, I see this, but it doesn't always turn out the way it was supposed to, but it turns mm -hmm. out the way it was meant to. Your hand takes control. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Is there any uh, words of wisdom that you go by and tell people? Really, just do what you love and be happy. Because yeah. that's what's most important. So being a ledger artist and someone that's multifaceted in the arts and wanting to do other things, what do you think drives you as a Native American artist? Is it, And also uh, two parts of that question, do you identify as a Native American artist or do you identify as an artist that's Native American? Um, I definitely identify as a Native American artist. I'm proud of that. I wouldn't change that at all. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing I did go back and forth on. Well, should I just say I'm an artist? And I said, no, because I'm a Native American artist. I am. Yep. You know, that'd be just like being an abstract artist or uh, what, you know, I, that's just who I am. And that's what yep. I do. It's part of your DNA. 
It is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, looking at being a Native American artist, do you think there's a a perspective that's shared amongst all of you besides the proudness of being a Native American? I would say that family. I mean, a lot, a lot seems to be the same, like how the importance of family and the importance of being true to yourself. And just, I mean, there's so many commonalities there and it just, it really is inspiring because it's just like, you're always with family, no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're always with us. Our ancestors are always with us. I think that's yes. very, um, different aspect from other other identities we look at yes. as our ancestors as always being a part of us not just because they're gone but they're always a part of us they are so if someone asked what defines heather johnston as an artist or what defines heather johnston as a native american artist oh that's a good one um <laughs> I saved the best for last. I'm like, wow. It blew my mind a little bit. What defines me as an artist or Native American artist would probably be, I would say, inspiration from traditions and the past. That helps define me right there. That's a big part of it. I think that pretty much wraps it up for us, but I want to thank you for taking the time today to come on the show and talk to us and tell us a little bit about your story and who you are and some of the aspirations you have of wanting to do a totem pole. I need to see that and yes. some of your pieces next time I'm at Swaya. So thank you yes. so much, Heather. It's been a joy to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you.